The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus and his disciples left from there and began a journey through Galilee, but he did not wish anyone to know about it. He was teaching his disciples and telling them, The Son of Man is to be handed over to men, and they will kill him. And three days after his death, the Son of Man will rise. But they did not understand the saying and were afraid to question him. They came to Capernaum, and once inside the house, he began to ask them, What were you arguing about along the way? But they remained silent. They had been discussing among themselves on the way who was the greatest. Then he sat sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, If anyone wishes to be first, he shall be the last of all, and the servant of all. The Gospel of the Lord. I'd like to start with this quote from Father Jacques Philippe. During the whole period of my youth, this is someone, not Father Jack speaking, it's just in his book. During the whole period of my youth, almost every Sunday I came back from Mass a little sad. The moralizing homily from the priest always gave me the impression that I was not that I wasn't a good enough Catholic, that I wasn't up to the standard that God expected of me. The situation here is a delicate one. It's not about changing the gospel to make it more agreeable to someone. Of course, we must preach it with all its force and its demands. But at the same time, we must avoid making it a burden for the faithful to carry rather than the good news which it should never cease to be. Our words ought to encourage people and not discourage them. Encouragement is the proper foundation for the Holy Spirit. Well, that one was for me that I don't make you all feel sad when going home. Let us see whether his words be true. We are going to be tested in these times as to how deep our faith, hope, and love go. We are being given opportunities to live the faith in such a hostile environment that we need to be prepared to give reasons for our faith in a split second. But the split second response needs to come from the deepest recesses of our soul where the living springs of truth are found. Inside of you, the living springs of truth. Spending time in deep contemplation in the morning, I see it today 
as something essential. You can't give what you haven't got. You can't give what you haven't contemplated. People want to see us living the gospel. They are watching us. Can they say about us here at St. Joseph's, see how they love one another. Perhaps even someone will tell us one day, they, the people at St. Joseph's, accepted me just the way I was, and they made me a better person. Where do the wars and where do the conflicts among you come from? The human heart, the most difficult to understand. On a physical level, the human heart, how many times does it beat a day? 100,000 times per day, pumping six or five or six quarts of blood each minute, about 2,000 gallons per day. It's the most incredible little machine. But outside the physical reality of it, there is the mystery of it being the place where we find or fight good and evil. And well does the devil know this. Our soul, you might say, well, where's your soul? Your soul is from the tip of your head to the bottom of your toes. Your soul is your whole body. But your heart is right right here in the middle. It's the crossroads. I have said it before and I'll say it again. My job description as your pastor is to help you find peace inside your heart. I'm not really too worried about the finances at St. Joseph's. Because I know we are in the providential hands of God all the time. Plus, you're a generous bunch. But being concerned about your spiritual well-being is my number one task. So, confessions, sacraments, preaching, taking care of the sick have to be my number one priority. So don't get in my way of doing that. And, and you don't. But don't. <laughs> Let me do that. And I'll leave the rest to you. They had been discussing among themselves on the way who was the greatest. The apostles really are a lamp for our feet. They were all very human, as St. Paul says, earthen vessels. We carry a certain and unique brokenness inside our hearts. And it comes out in our daily dealings with people. No one is exempt from this, least of all me. Jesus knows they were arguing along the way, and it made him sad. But being a good teacher... He saw his opportunity to show the way, his way and not ours. Wasn't it not just a, a week ago we heard our Lord say to Peter, 
You are thinking not as God does, but as human beings do. If I look back over this week, were there times that I caught myself and instead of getting upset, I held back, breathed deeply, calmed my spirit and proceeded with grace. That would be a victory. Then he sat them down. There comes a time in the spiritual life that Jesus shows up without any fuss and in the most magnificent of ways, and he begins to teach us about the kingdom, his kingdom. This was one such moment. He dearly loved his apostles. Oh, how much he loved them. And this lesson was an important one. The lesson, humility. It may be the most appropriate thing right now to pause and ask God specifically for the grace to be humbler in my dealings with everyone around me. If anyone wishes to be first, he shall be last and servant of all. Only Jesus, the God-man, could come up with these words which are sprinkled throughout the gospel, the one-liners, we might call them. But how deep they go into our marrow of our bones. He turns our attention to the way he understands the kingdom of God. In a way, he turns our world upside down like he did to St. Paul when he said, Paul, Saul said to him, Who are you, Lord? I am the one you are persecuting. And it was the beginning of his new life in Christ, something our friend Saul was not expecting. Is there something in my world that needs to be turned upside down? For me, the answer is yes. My world, like me, I have lots of things I need to turn upside down. Taking a child, he placed it in their midst. Then, knowing his words needed to be backed up with actions, he showed us what it meant by his words with images and symbols that leaves no room for doubt. I am called to be a child amidst a world that seemingly has no room for children. We all must grow up and be like adults who don't care about anyone else except oneself. But children teach us something critically important about being human. We are not alone. And we must learn to live together. We must learn to love one another despite our differences. We must learn to say sorry. We must learn to be forgiven. These are basic Christian concepts that can only be lived if Jesus is living inside of us. In different times during my priesthood, I have had the opportunity to work with children and young boys and girls. They were times that I brought great joy to my heart. Seeing them overcome obstacles, bring joy to their friends, say sorry to others when they had hurt them. Perhaps we should all spend some time this week seeing how we could be more childlike with our dealings with people, be they family, friends, acquaintances, or just random people. My new friend Eric, who runs a hot dog joint in Wrightsful Beach, Protestant fellow, with the most amazing tattoos of Jesus and Mary on his arm. 
We had a lovely conversation. Conclusion. It's the most perfect weekend to walk slowly with the Lord and listen to him as you see him look into your eyes and say, put your name, I love you. Let's work together on something you want my help with. Takeaways. Write down a couple of resolutions for this week. Could be 10 minutes in quiet prayer before I leave my bedroom in the morning. Do something for someone else whom you don't know. God is our helper who sustains and sanctifies our life. With confidence in our Father's unfailing love, we ask him. For the church, that through her the good news of God's love may be proclaimed to the poor and all in need of mercy, we pray to the Lord. That God's bounteous kindness will transform the hearts and minds of those who govern and legislate, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That on this national cate- catechetical. catechetical Sunday, God may bless all those engaged in the work of education in the faith, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the conversion of all those whose lives are dominated by envy, violence, or hatred, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For special blessings on husbands and wives, that their marriages will witness to the goodness of the gospel and bless their families, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the grace of humility and for a greater willingness to serve Christ and others, we pray to the Lord. Today's Mass is being offered for the intentions of the people of this parish. For those who are sick or infirm and for their caregivers, that God in his mercy will draw close to them and raise them up, we pray to the Lord. For the repose of the souls of all the faithful departed, that through our prayers and those of the Blessed Mother, they may join the saints in heaven, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Loving Father, thank you for the countless proofs of your gentleness. May we always praise your name for its goodness through Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us now join our prayers to those of the Blessed Mother as we say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.